Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Swears and Does Hair podcast for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists looking to take their business to new levels. Here we tackle topics such as mindset, finances, balancing business with motherhood, and healthy strategies to keep your body and mind supporting your business rather than holding it back. I'm your host, Sue Minsky, business coach for bridal hairstylists and creator of the Next Level Bridal Business Program. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to dig into today's topic, so let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Swears and Does Hair podcast. Today's episode is going to be talking about waitlisting. So if you have been in the bridal world for more than a few years, you may be toying with the idea of helping control your schedule a little bit more by using a waitlist. Or maybe you have been in this game for a long time and you never really thought about waitlisting or never really considered it. But now you see a lot of people in the month of January or so talking about opening up their waitlist for 2024 now, or opening up their wait list for specific dates for later in 2023. And you're kind of curious, well, what does that mean? How does that help a business by turning people away and saying, no, I'm not ready to book those dates. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about um, whether or not waitlisting might be a good option for you, for your business. Uh, we're going to talk about the pros and the cons and talk just a tiny little bit about why the strategy um, can be helpful in the right situations. So first, let's talk a little bit about the cons, because uh, people might be like, well, why on earth would I ever miss out on a booking? If somebody inquires and says, I want to book you for this date, why would I possibly say um, no, I'm going to wait. You can get on my wait list. Okay. So let's talk about the things that, um, wait listing can hold you back from and some of the negative things to consider. So if you're like, well, I don't know, maybe this is for me. Maybe it's not. Well, let's talk about a little bit of the cons first. So the very big one that I just mentioned was potentially missing out on a booking. When somebody inquires and says, hey, I want to book you for May of 2024, and you say, okay, well, I'm not booking for that date right now. Uh, I won't open up my book for 2024 until May of 2023. I don't book more than 12 months in advance. There's the potential for them to go, okay, well, I want to get this checked off of my, um, my to-do list right now. I'm in that buying mindset. I'm ready to book. I really liked you, but I'm not going to wait another four months. Okay. And then there's the potential that they're going to go out and they're going to find somebody else who is available and who is saying, yeah, sure, I'll take that booking. And then they get the contract and you don't. Okay. So that's like that big one on why waitlisting has the potential to negatively impact your business. Um, and you don't really get to control what dates inquire and when. If there was a way to say people were only inquiring 
12 months in advance, well, then you can control your bookings and have a wait list and whatnot by saying, okay, uh, I will open it up 11 months in advance or 12 months in advance or whatever. But you can't control how far in advance somebody contacts you and is ready to book. So there's a lot of strategy and a lot of work that you have to do to be able to overcome that to make this work for you. Um, some of the other downsides to waitlisting, and the reason I'm going over all the downsides first is I think it's a really fantastic um, and brilliant strategy. And I believe there's a lot more positives to it. So I'd rather start with the, the negatives and then go into the positives and talk about the strategy um, rather than talk about the good things, then go bad, and then try and um, go back to it being positive again. But um, with the, the negatives, you can't control, um, or excuse me, you are controlling um all of your bookings, if you're doing a waitlist, a lot of them will come in when you open up your waitlist and then you're taking in a lot of bookings and a big chunk of your income all at once. Versus if you're taking bookings as they come in, they come in more sprinkled throughout the year and therefore you're able to space out your income a little bit more so it doesn't ebb and flow as much. Whereas with a waitlist strategy, you have a tendency to have a huge lump sum coming in all at one time and other times when you're not booking for certain dates and you're getting inquiries, you're basically taking that income that you would be making and moving it further down the line to a different point um, in your year. So it's it, you have to be really good with um, managing your money and planning things out because when you do this waitlist strategy, you do get a huge chunk of bookings um, for however long your waitlist is open for. Um, you're not getting those in every few weeks or every every week or, or however often you typically book. So you have to be really good with managing your money and saying, okay, I'm going to get you know 30% of my bookings for the year when I open my waitlist for that year. I'm going to get this huge influx of money. I need to be able to understand how my cash flow throughout the year goes and um, how to manage that money so that I'm not spending it all. And then suddenly throughout the year, I have 30% of my bookings gone and I can't take as many contracts now because I don't have as much availability and that money is gone. So, um, you definitely need to be really good with your money management if you're going to be using this waitlist strategy. Okay, so those are like the downsides. But I think, like I said, there are so many more positives to this strategy. So let's go into that and then a little bit more about how to use those so that you can make this work for you and um, potentially start using it to help manage your business a little bit more strategically. So pros of waitlisting is it really helps you to control your schedule. And I don't just mean, um, you know, when your income comes in, because when you do open up a waitlist and you get a huge influx 
of bookings all at once, you get a big lump sum. Um, but you also get to control your schedule more specifically on how far out you're going to book so that you're able to always make sure that you are scheduling in priority time first. So I always recommend to people when they're mapping out their year before they ever even really take bookings is to take a look at what important dates you need to block off on your schedule first. Are there um, important holidays that you don't want to miss out on? Make sure you block those off. Uh, are there birthdays or travel dates, vacation dates, when do you typically do things, uh, block all of that off and then go in and specifically block off X number of just straight up time off, no booking days. You want to have, you know, everybody's going to have a different ratio on how many days off they want per month. But I really recommend making sure that you go in and block those off on your calendar so you're not even tempted um, to take a booking for those days. You could say every other Sunday, or I'm only going to work every other Friday. I'm not doing any, um, you know, three wedding weekends. Some people, that is not a good strategy for them with their business. Some people don't have families, don't have pets, um, don't work other jobs, and they're able to just be like, sure, I can do a triple header weekend. I can do a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or they can do a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and work four days in a row. That is nothing to them. That's not a big deal. They don't mind doing that every once in a while, or they don't mind doing that every single weekend because they have the ability to shift their schedule to where, all right, Sunday is that fourth or that fifth wedding in a row, Monday through Wednesday or Monday through Thursday, they don't do any other things. They don't have other obligations. Some people are like, no, can't do that. So they need to manage their, their time off a little bit differently. And by waitlisting, it allows you to set your schedule up for the entire year to block out all of your time off. And then you're able to piece in those bookings all at one time around that and then be able to cut things off and be like, okay, I am completely booked for these months. Um, and then you don't have to worry about when you get inquiries for those to double check on things, you can just automatically update your availability online, whether it's on your Instagram or on your website or whatever. And you don't even have to deal with those inquiries. You can manage and map out your time that's going to fit your personal lifestyle better. So that way you're also, you're not booking too far in advance. You're not saying, okay, for the next 18 months, my time is already set aside. Because if last minute opportunities come up, and when I say last minute, I don't necessarily mean like, a few days beforehand. Sometimes last minute can be um, a family member saying, hey, let's take a family vacation in four months or in six months. Because to normal people who don't work in the wedding field, that's how a lot of people plan their vacations. That's how they plan life events. You get notice and other people get notice of these type of things four to six months in advance. You could be invited to weddings, you know, four to six months in advance. And if your entire 
business and your entire life is planned for the next 18 months, you don't necessarily have the opportunity to do other things. Now, obviously, when we're working in the wedding industry, we know that our time is going to be planned in advance a lot further out. Um, Like my family always knew for the last 15 years, my life was planned at least 12 to to 18 months in advance because I never implemented the waitlist strategy. And I wish I'd known about this a lot earlier in my career and started putting it in um, because I couldn't do anything. And even when my sister got married and when her daughter got married, um, they, um, or I guess my sister got remarried or else that makes it sound really crazy. Like her daughter got married really young. But um, when my sister got remarried and then when her daughter got married, they had to let me know and they had to kind of plan around me because they were like, look, your weekends are already taken up. So when can I actually schedule my wedding? Because it's important to me that you're there. So um, if you want to say I only book up to nine months from the current date or whatever, and anything more than nine months, you absolutely have the ability to do that in your business because you can build in this waitlist strategy. It might make things a little bit more tricky the shorter you make that booking time frame, but this is your business. This is meant to support your life and support your lifestyle and your priorities. And if spending more time with your family is a priority for you in 2023 or even 2024, depending on how booked your year already is, you have the ability to make decisions and make changes to how you run your business so that it supports the life that you want. You do not need to be a slave to your business. If you want to be a slave to a business, go work for somebody else where they set the rules, they set the schedule, and you just have to follow them. You don't have to be a slave to the inquiries that are coming in and the demands of this industry if you don't want to. Okay. And so I think that's a mindset thing that a lot of people need to get over to where they're like, well, it's just the nature of the beast. Doesn't have to be. There are things that you can do to support it being the business that you want. And being able to implement a waitlist strategy, you can shift how far in advance you do book. Okay. Also, some of the benefits to not booking too far in advance, other than, you know, locking in your dates and then you can't do anything else because that date has been booked for forever. Okay. You're also not locking in lower rates. Do you really want to be paid the same 18 months from now that you're making right now? 2022 is a perfect example. Inflation was insane this past year. It was 7%. Okay. Right now, eggs have tripled in price than they did 60 days ago. Okay. So we don't know what life and inflation and costs are going to be. We don't know if another pandemic style situation is going to come around and suddenly there are product shortages and bobby pins are going to triple in price again, or we're not going to be able to get our hands on our favorite products um, and we are going to have to 
either pay a shit ton of money in shipping fees or have to switch to brands that don't get us the results that we like. You don't know what's going to happen in your life 18 months from now that's going to impact your ability to pay your bills. And if you're locking in prices so far in advance, you're limiting the potential for your income at a later date. So when you say, all right, uh, it is January of 2023, I will take bookings for June of 2024. If in June of 2024, you have raised your rates in that, what is that, 15 months or uh, seven, 17 months, okay? Over the course of 17 months, you may have raised your rates two or three times, but then June rolls around and now suddenly you're still getting paid at the rate that you were charging in 2023, in June 2020, or January 2023. So, you may decide uh, by the end of 2023, you want to build a team and you have, um, you know, rates that you are paying them. Well, if you're booking super far in advance, by the time that wedding comes around, they may also be making higher amounts. All right. And this client is play paying your old rates, but you still have to have the conversation with that artist, are they going to set out their time that far in advance for you for this rate? Or are they going to say, hey, I've earned these pay increases. Uh, every wedding after this pay increase, I expect to be paid this new amount. Because I had people during the pandemic, this is a great example, who worked for me um, as additional artists. And Brides had booked me at some points, you know, back in like late 2018, at my late 2018 rates. And then their wedding was supposed to be in early 2020. It was like a 14, 15 month advanced booking. Okay. And then everything in early 2020 got pushed back, you know, and some of those people got pushed back until 2021. So now it was 2021 and it was a 2018 rate. Okay. That's almost a three year difference in the amount of money that I had raised my rates. And I'm not the kind of person who raises their rates every January. I raise my rates when my costs increase and when I need a pay raise and when I need to thin out my bookings. When I'm booking way too many brides and getting way too many inquiries, that's a huge sign to me that I need to raise my rates because I'm making it too easy of a yes for them to book with me. I'm limiting my income potential. I want to thin out my bookings and give myself a raise in the process, okay? Otherwise, you book so many things, you lose out on availability, and now you have to book further and further and further advanced because you're still getting so many easy yeses, okay? So easy yeses in our business is not always a good thing when it comes to our income potential. So I had to pay these assistants, and I was like, look, you know, uh, I had been paying you $75 per additional service back when I was charging only $100 for each bridal party member back in 2018. But by 2021, I was charging over 125 sometimes 150 Okay. And so I could 
only pay them that 75 when they're used to getting paid, you know, 100 or 125 or 115. Okay. And they're like, well, yeah, I'm, I was okay making only $75 per service back in 2018. But now life is way more fucking expensive. I've raised my rates. I went for months without being paid. I have bills to catch up on and things to be paid for. And I need to be making more money. And they got really upset that I could only afford to pay them that $75 because that was the rate that I was getting paid. I was getting paid $100 from these clients. If I paid them the $100, then there was absolutely no money that I was making in. And I would be working weddings and being in the negative because I wouldn't have any money left over to pay me because I had to pay them these new higher rates because this rate had been locked in for so long. And my business had gone through so many changes. The economy had gone through so many changes. My additional artists, their lives and their businesses, their economy had been changed so many times. And I just didn't have the income coming in. And so it was a really hard conversation to have with them and be like, yes, I understand. But also, there's no money for me to pay you more because that's what the bride's we're locked into with their contracts. So that's definitely a reason why waitlisting helps protect your income potential. Also, what I think is the best um, strategic aspect and, and pro to doing a waitlist is that it helps to build demand and it helps to build urgency. Okay, so let me tell you a little story. This past weekend... I went to brunch with my best friend and there was this new restaurant that had opened like two or three months ago. And the two of us, we love to do brunch. We love to visit different restaurants and see how things are. And now this restaurant is literally a breakfast and lunch and brunch um, restaurant. That's it. By like two or three o'clock, they're closed for the day. They do not operate past that time. So you can come in for breakfast or lunch during the week. And on the weekends, they have brunch. It's all they do. All right. They're very specialized. It'd only been open for a few months. So I didn't really think that um, I would have to like contact them beforehand. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, especially as I'm saying this out loud, like, duh, why wouldn't you call the restaurant to find out Um, if you need reservations and these kinds of things. But it highlights how consumers think. Not everybody thinks about how the business is actually run. Our brides don't think, okay, I can't just book something last minute. This is the process. These are the things that I need to do. I was completely uneducated about this restaurant and how it does things because I only knew it existed from driving past it because it's across the street from my mall on the same road as Target. So I drive past it a million times. I watched it being built. I was anticipating it, but I was not educated on it. And this is why it's also important to make sure to educate your clients in all of your marketing so that they don't have these situations and they don't miss out on opportunities and you don't miss out on opportunities. So we scheduled and we were like, okay, um, we'll meet up there around 1030 on Sunday. I'll see you there. 
she was coming from a shoot. I only live like 10 minutes away. So when she was on her way, um, I, you know, timed it out and I got there same time as she did. She pulled in at the light like 30 seconds before me. And I could see there as I'm sitting at the red light, wow, that parking lot is really busy. There's a lot of people there. And then she sends me a text and she's like, yeah, there's no parking in this parking lot. But it was connected to Best Buy. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just go in. I'll park over at Best Buy and walk across the parking lot and I'll meet you at the front door. So she decides she's going to wait for the other people to find somewhere to park closer. I was like, whatever, fuck it. I'll just walk. So I walk and I get in there first. I open up the door and there's like a little lobby area first. And then there's a second set of doors to actually get into the business. The little lobby area is packed. There's like barely even any standing room. So I had to stand in the lobby area and there was a line from the lobby area all the way up to the hostess desk. And I was like, holy shit, it's crazy busy. This is like even worse than like the the worst Cracker Barrel in the South ever. Okay. I was like, man, we are going to be waiting here for a while. I'm clearly in line to even get up to the hostess to give us the info, give her the information. And she comes in and she stands behind me and there's other people that are coming in the door and they're just walking straight past me and walking like right up to the hostess. And I'm thinking to myself like, okay, where are all these people coming from? And why are they bypassing this line? Clearly there's a line here. And then I was like, oh, okay, they must have already gone to the hostess and they got a text saying that their table was ready, whatever. I wasn't really quite thinking about it. And so we were standing there for like 10 or 15 minutes before I happened to look and the guy in front of me had his phone up and it said, you know, um, please check in with the hostess. Your table is ready. Um, you know, or something about like checking in online. And I was like, oh shit, maybe I can, instead of waiting with the hostess line, I can just check in online and then I can bypass all the people standing here. Maybe the people that are standing here in this line were like me and they didn't know what the process was. So I felt like very smart and I'm like, oh fuck, yes, I'm going to go online. I'm going to go to the website and I'm going to check in and then we're going to like go walk around Best Buy while we wait because it's probably going to be like a 45 minute wait or we'll go do something else. Maybe we'll go across the street over to Starbucks and get some coffee, hang out in our cars, and then we can go in our, when our table's ready. So I go online and I look and it was like, do you want to check in digitally for a line or for a table? And I was like, fuck yeah. All right, cool. And I click the button. And it says it's a two to three hour wait. And at that point, I was like, are you kidding me? The restaurant's going to almost be closed by the time we get a wait. So we obviously, we were like, no, we are starving. We were really planning on eating like around 11, 1130, depending on how busy it was going to be. We're not waiting for two to three hours. So we went to Silver Diner right down the street and we were sitting there and we were talking and I was like, well, God damn, that place must be fucking amazing. They have only been open for like a month, maybe two months at most. And they already have a two to three hour wait for the people who actually knew the correct booking process to schedule a table. Like people coming in off the street weren't even going to ever get a table that day. So I was like, damn, they must be amazing. And that is the mindset that I suddenly had. 
because I saw how long that wait was. I saw how busy and how in demand that restaurant was. Immediately, my viewpoint of how good that food is going to be and how worth that wait is and how worth whatever they charge. At that point, I was like, this is going to be one of the most amazing brunches that I've ever had. Just because of the situation that I went through and seeing how in demand they were. So when you implement a waitlist strategy similar in your business, you can build up that demand and that urgency and that value because people are going to be like, wow, she has a waitlist of all of these people who are literally willing to put their booking on hold to wait for her. She must be fucking amazing at what she does. So think about like, you know, you see on TV shows and movies and stuff like that. And they'll be like, oh, I got, you know, reservations at Shea, blah, 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 this fancy restaurant in town. And people are like, oh my God, there's like a month long wait list or whatever, just to get a reservation. Like suddenly you hear that there's like, oh, there's a wait list to even get a reservation. Like, how did you do that? Your, their opinion of that person and their abilities and that they, because this restaurant is so high, you can do the same thing. All right. Just because it's a service industry and just because it's uh, weddings doesn't mean you can't use that, that tactic to build up this like image of how amazing your business is. And people will be willing to do more things and make more sacrifices and wait longer and pay more um, and get back to you ASAP. All right. If you have problems with people just like getting you the fucking information and like they say they want a book and then you send them the contract and then a week goes by and you still don't have that information. Okay. When there's a wait list and they know that they have 24 hours to get shit done or they lose their opportunity, they've been waiting weeks or maybe even months to be able to be like, yes, you're next in line, you know. They're going to be like, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm going to get this shit done. So there's so many benefits to speeding up your process, to building value, to building demand and building that urgency by simply saying, I'm having a wait list for those dates. Now you have to do it correctly. You can't just say, oh, I'm waitlisting. I'm not booking that far in advance yet because people will be like, well, fuck you. I am. I don't care why your your wait listing you have to present it to people in the right way for them to be like oh okay it's worth waiting for versus just being like no i don't like to book that far in advance because then people are like well okay but that doesn't fit my lifestyle i don't care what you want to do or what you like to do they don't care about all of these pros and these benefits for your business that is not motivating to them whatsoever, okay? You need to still be strategic about how you present it to people. But when you do it correctly, it builds all of this anticipation and people know and they're like, all right, I got in, okay? Um, so it really helps to um, set you up for having a huge influx of bookings um, and income at a specific time 
All right. So if you're really good about your money management, you can um, lock in and guarantee yourself some good money at whatever time it is that you open your your wait list. And it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you do in January. If you want to set up a wait list and be like, okay, well, I don't really have very much booked for 2024 right now. Um, so for the next six weeks, starting today, anything that I get for 2024, I'm going to say, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I, I have a wait list right now. Uh, I will be opening it up, you know, whatever, five weeks from now, six weeks from now. You can implement this at different times throughout your business and just be like, okay, for these dates, I'm going to open up my wait list on this date. For these dates, I'm going to open up my wait list on this date. Okay. And you can start doing it piece by piece. You don't have to hold out for an entire freaking year all at once and then just not open a wait list until January. And you only do this in January. You can do this however far in advance, however often that you want in order to strategically um, map out your income in chunks um, and lock in things and be able to manage your schedule throughout um, the year that way. So Again, this is your business. This has to fit your lifestyle. So there's a lot of decisions that you need to make about when and how you do the wait list and then really start putting into your marketing the benefits, all right, and awareness of the wait list because you don't want a situation like what I walked into. You don't want your clients to suddenly like, wait list? Well, I didn't know about that. Fuck, now I'm screwed. Okay, because when you screw your clients, you screw yourself. So you really have to be proactive about educating people and letting them know. With a restaurant, it's a little bit different until they really build up a reputation or unless if I was like following them on Instagram or I had gone to their website or they had put up some damn signs or something saying, you know, whatever about visit our website, follow our Instagram whatever, put something up on their Google, my business listing, um, you know, talking about reservations here, you can check in online. We're really busy on the weekends for brunch, whatever, limited availability, all these kinds of ways that they could have educated me or waited for the reputation to get so big that it just became a known thing in our area. If you want to have brunch at first watch, then you need to make sure that you are checking in online at like seven or eight o'clock in the morning so you can plan on what time to get to the restaurant. Okay. So there's ways that you need to, to do this and you need to understand, well, what is this going to look like for my business? But you are in complete and total control. This, like I said, if you want to be a slave to, to somebody's business, go do it for someone else. All right. You don't have to be a slave to your business. Your business works for you you don't work for your business. Okay. So, um, also one last little pro that I didn't really go into, uh, you have the ability when you put together a wait list, if you have multiple inquiries for the same date, instead of like, have you ever had a bride who inquires and you're like, oh, okay, you know, I'll take it because she's ready to book and yeah, she's a good fit or whatever, um, but maybe it's a smaller wedding or it's 
at a venue that you don't love or is a little bit farther or whatever. And then like a week later, you get like the perfect fucking inquiry in your inbox. And you're like, oh my God, this is like the dream bride of all dream brides. It's at your favorite venue. And it's just enough people to make it super financially worth it for you without being overwhelming. And it's just like all of these things. And you're like, God damn it. I already booked somebody for that date last week. And it hurts to like email them and be like, sorry, unfortunately, I'm not available for your date. Here's my list of recommendations. Best wishes to you. Like that, I remember always like, it felt like I would have that happen a couple of times per year where I'm like, oh, all right, well, let me send it to my besties so I can live vicariously through them when I see them post on their Instagram where it's like, oh, that could have been my bride. When you wait list, you're, you know, collecting all of these inquiries for the same dates. You can go through and be like, who's really going to be a best fit? And you can run your wait list like inquiries are going to be responded to in the order that they receive because to clients, that's super, super fair. Or you can choose to be like, okay, so when I have multiple inquiries for the same date, I'm going to contact them and schedule a five or 10 minute fit consultation over the phone and just be like, hey, if there are multiple inquiries, when you're on my wait list, um, I'm going to schedule a best fit consultation for everybody before I open up my wait list to check in with people and make sure that um, I'm still the right fit for their business and make sure that they haven't already booked elsewhere. Because sometimes people will say, yes, they want to be on the wait list. And then a couple of weeks later, find someone else and then they book with them and then they forget to follow up. And you reach out and you're like, hey, you're the next person on the wait list. And they're like, oh yeah, by the way, um, I already booked somebody like four months ago. Sorry. So you're not wasting your time and then having to be like, okay, well now I go down to the next person on the list. And then you've wasted some administrative time. You can schedule those like five, 10 minute phone calls to just be like, hey, Just want to double check. You're on the list for the wait list. It's going to reopen next week. I want to go over the details and make sure that everything is still in alignment and that I'm still the right business for you. Can you tell me a little bit about the wedding? How many people? Where are you getting married? Have you set your ceremony time? Because sometimes when it's like 18 months in advance, they don't have a lot of these details. And so if you put them on the wait list until closer, it gives them the opportunity to get more details and you can do a better consultation. So it's you're providing an excellent level of customer service to make sure that, yeah, they've been waiting for you, but you want to make sure that uh, if you're not the right business for them, you can release them and let them get on with booking someone else. Or if you have great relationships with other people in the area, you can be like, hey, actually, I think so-and-so would be a better fit for you. Let me give you their contact information because I don't want to release you blind. And then you have to start this whole process over again. However, I think this person would just be really perfect for you. Um, Let me give you their contact information. So at least you have a starting place. Okay. Um, So you're, you're providing this higher level of customer service, which is more luxury. It is basic as fuck to just be like, hey, not available. And then that's it. That's all that people get. But when you are a higher end, um, more luxury service provider, you need to be more high touch 
in your communications. And that means going just that little extra step. All right. Um, and then obviously when people have already booked you and you're charging these higher rates than your competition, you definitely need to go more than just that little extra step. Um, but you're building up a reputation of being like, I'm not a wedding factory. Okay. I really care about my clients. I'm making sure that everybody who interacts with my business has the best quality experience from start to finish, whether I work with them or not. That shows a high level of integrity in your business. Okay. Customer service. Um, and just, you know, you build up the reputation of being worth somebody that that's worth working with. Okay. So going that extra step and you can take that and be like, Hey, who's going to be the better fit? Is this person my true dream bride? Or do I have some people on my wait list who, yeah, I was willing to put on my wait list, but I'd really prefer not to work with them. Either it's just too far away or it's a really early start time. And I don't like doing early start times or it's a specific time of the year when, um, you know, there's other things that you want to be doing later on that afternoon. Um, and their uh, wedding is later in the day. And so it cuts into your ability to do things afterwards with family. Like I prefer to take earlier weddings in the fall because that leaves my afternoon available for my family. Um, whereas in the winter time, I prefer to start slightly later because it's super fucking cold in the morning when the sun is still down. So I prefer to start just a little bit later during that time. And so you can structure um, the timing of your weddings and your business by picking and choosing who's going to be the better fit. And you don't have to be like, oh, well, your wedding is not good enough for me. You can just let people know, hey, um, I don't think I'm the best fit for your business because you you don't want to be. So they don't need to know that. Um, and it's not, it's not underhanded. It's not wrong. It shouldn't feel sleazy. You're just making sure that you're choosing the brides that fit best for your business because you can benefit them the best when they benefit you the best. It's a mutual exchange of energy. You're not feeling like you're giving and sacrificing too much that it's not worth it for you. You're only giving your energy to the people that give an equal exchange of energy back. And sometimes that energy exchange is simply in the form of money, okay? We are a business. We love what we do, but it is not wrong to be like, I am a business and I need to meet my needs as a business first with timing, scheduling, minimums, income, okay? That's why we're doing what we do to support our lives. We just happen to be in an in uh, industry where it's super fucking awesome. Like we get to do amazing things and be creative and be around these people and the emotional fulfillment of working weddings is far beyond anything that you're going to find working in an office. But at the end of the day, we are still a business and we have to make sure that we are running our businesses from that mindset. So um, that is it for today's episode. I do want to talk really quick. Um, I do have a whole masterclass on the actual strategies of implementing a waitlist because today in the, in the podcast, we just really kind of talked about the pros and the cons. 
Okay. And really, I hope to open up your mind a little bit more and maybe shift a couple of viewpoints and just kind of bring up things that maybe you hadn't really thought about or really considered when it comes to waitlisting. But I do have a uh, masterclass that I created that has all of the strategies of how to actually make this work for your business. Um, it was a masterclass that I did in July of 2022. So access to it is only available through my business course, Next Level Bridal Business. Okay. So at any point when you sign up for that, you get access to all of the masterclasses that I did throughout 2022. Okay. And this topic is one of those. However, newly released this month, um, just last week, was a masterclass series. It's a membership that I launched for 2023. It's called Masterclass Magic. And what it is, is you get access to the same monthly masterclasses that my course students have, but you only pay $27 a month and you get access to the masterclasses. You don't get access to the whole course. So you're not going to get the whole same business structure and strategy, but the monthly masterclasses, you can go in and you can watch well as well. So if you're a member of the course, you get access to these for free. It's already automatically included. But if you don't really need the whole business structure from start to finish, and you just want one new topic each month with a new strategy that you can implement for your business so that you're not overwhelmed, you're not trying to rebuild and redo your whole business, but you're like, okay, this month, we're gonna talk about waitlisting and here's the strategies. So if it's something that works for your business, you can implement it, or if it's something you feel that can work for your business in the future, you can start planning for it. So each month is a completely new topic, um, new mindset things to overcome surrounding that topic, and then strategies to implement it, who it's best for, who's probably not ready to implement those strategies into their business. So there's a lot that go into these masterclasses. They're usually between 45 to 90 minutes. Some of them run a little bit longer. When you join Masterclass Magic, um, you get access to five different masterclasses from 2022. So you don't get access to the entire library um, like you do inside the actual course, um, but there are five specific ones that I pulled out that help to support and build the foundation for the masterclasses that I will be putting inside of Masterclass Magic in 2023. So, um, the waitlisting one is not one of those five. So if you do want access to that one, you would need to learn, excuse me, uh, need to uh, join the course. Uh, however, enrollment for Masterclass Magic is currently open for a few more days. A new Masterclass is released on the third Friday of every single month. So enrollment inside of Masterclass Magic is only available for the week leading up to that new masterclass. And then the day before on Thursday, enrollment closes, all right? And only the people that are current members inside the membership get access to the new masterclass. When you sign up, you get those five masterclasses from 2022, okay? And then the current masterclass for that month. Since we're in January right now, you just get January's plus those five. And then if you continue your membership into the following month, then you'll get access to the February one. 
If you join during the month of February, you get access to the five from 2022 plus January's and February's. Same thing. If you join in March, you get access to the five plus January plus February plus March. So each month you get access to the new one for that month and every single one that has been a part of Masterclass Magic. Okay. And then, um, as soon as you decide, okay, I'm done. I'm not going to keep going with this anymore. Um, access is revoked and then you can't go back and rewatch any of those things. So it's not like you can wait until the end of the year, pay the $27 ones and then get access to all the class unless you wanted to, to like sit there and binge 17 master classes in, in one month and then try and actually start implementing all of that shit in one month. I mean, you could maybe do it that way. Um, but it's really meant to be like, okay, do you just want a low cost option to be able to consistently upgrade and implement new business strategies for your business on a monthly basis to keep you consistent without being overwhelmed? So that was the the new thing that I have started this month um, being January. Um, you have a couple of enrollment options you can do just the month to month. And like I said, it's $27 a month or you can say, hey, I'm going to do six months. All right. So you pay for five months, which is 135 bucks, and you get your six months for free. Or you could say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to just do the whole year. And you pay for 10 months and you get two months for free. So for $270, you can get the entire masterclass access for all of 2023 from now until um, the end of December. Okay. Um, and you wouldn't have just until the end of December, it would still be a 365 days from the time that you sign up. So you would technically have until, you know, mid January of next year to finish watching and implementing um, the strategies and all these master classes. So you have plenty of time to actually watch December's and, and implement it before um, you would need to renew. So that's available just for the month of January since it is um, a new year. That is an option for people for the next couple of months. You'll still have the option for the free month. If you do the six month package, otherwise it's just month to month for the $27. If you're interested, um, please reach out to me on Instagram, send me a quick DM, or you can go into my stories. The links for it have been up um, for a while now and will continue to be up um, for the couple of days leading up to the masterclass. So you have a couple of days left this week. I will tell you because you guys are the uh, the listeners and you guys are kind of like my insiders, you find out a lot of things first. Um, so as a thank you for being a listener to the podcast, I want to let you know a little bit about what topics are coming up for 2023. And that might help you make a decision about whether or not this is something that you want to uh, invest in. So January is about upgraded trials, how to really provide a luxury service during your trial appointments. So it's a whole like 75 minute masterclass on that. Um, coming up in February, we're going to be breaking down workflows, how to be more strategic um, in your workflows from start to finish, from inquiry to post-wedding, um, how to save a lot of time, how to automate things, different systems um, to help you manage those kinds of things. 
March, the topic is going to be about taxes. April, we're going to talk about caption writing. In May, we're going to talk um, a little bit more in depth about team building. So those are some of the topics that are coming up in the first half of 2023 inside of Masterclass Magic. Like I said, it's only $27 a month. It's meant to help you um, be able to consistently find a new area of your business to work on, to improve, to help you save time, make more money and create a better experience for your brides, as well as, um, how to market these changes. Last but not least, I do want to let you know about another thing that I have coming up, um, before this, this episode gets way too long. Um, but I do have a separate masterclass and is just a one-time thing. Okay. So it's not part of masterclass magic. Um, it is just a individual, you purchase access to this 90 minute masterclass, and then you have lifetime access to the replay, um, for one payment. Okay. So it's $97 and it's called mindset reset. All right. Um, the class is going to be live on February 3rd over zoom, but you'll, um, have access to the replay. Um, for, like I said, lifetime access to the replay. You'll have a copy of the recording that's sent to you and you can watch it and rewatch it as many times as you want. Um, if you're joining us for the live 90 minute one, there will be a Q&A section at the end. So you'll be able to um, get live questions answered. Um, but the whole purpose of the masterclass, it's called Mindset Reset. So guess what, guys? It's about mindset. It's overcoming imposter syndrome and a lot of different mindset things that hold people back from being more successful in their business. Over the last couple of years, through a lot of my one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions and through working with my students, a lot of issues can be overcome with shifting our mindset and how we approach the problem. Sometimes we think what our problem is, is we're not um, good at Instagram or the algorithm is out to get us or we don't understand um, this or whatever. And that's not actually what our problem is. Our, our problem is not Instagram. Our problem is a lack of strategy and understanding our customer journey or understanding who our ideal client is. So we're just throwing spaghetti at the wall and that's why it's not sticking. That's why nothing's actually working for us because we're lacking strategy. We need to shift our mindset about what our actual problem is so we can approach it differently and that way we can see more success. So the whole um, masterclass is literally going to be around mindset and shifting that so that we can be more efficient with our time, um, set better goals, achieve our goals better, um, and just be more financially secure in 2023 and beyond. So um, sign ups for that don't start until February 1st. So February 1st and February 2nd, is only gonna be a 48 hour window. The live class is going to be on February 3rd. So make sure that you're following me on Instagram. Make sure that you are watching my stories because that is the only place you're going to have access to signups for Mindset Reset. So thank you so much for listening today. I really hope that um, I have helped to open your eyes to a few um different ways of looking at and approaching weightlifting and helping you to understand 
if done correctly and done strategically, how it really helps to benefit your business um, and hopefully help you to overcome some of these negatives, these cons about waitlisting where you're like, no, that's not going to work for me because then I would be doing this and this would impact me negatively. There's always a way to overcome what the negatives are. You need to just shift your mindset. You need to approach the, the problem a little bit differently and be a little bit more strategic, and then you can overcome it. You can put this um, strategy to work for you, and suddenly you can see um, more success. So thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and capable of handling anything that your business throws your way. Don't forget to subscribe to get access to new episodes as they are released each week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Love today's episode? Let me know. Leave me a review and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from the conversation. Have a request for a future topic or someone you'd like to hear me interview? Find me on Instagram at beautybizcollective and drop me a DM. And if you're hungry for more actionable content to help you grow your bridal business, go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides to sign up for my free on-demand training and learn how to book better quality brides faster, easier, and with less stress.